Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Twilight Saga podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And this is a little bit of a different episode, and we decided it's been way too long since we last recorded. So we are doing what, Steph? It's been over a week. We are actually recording while we're driving home from the Thanksgiving holiday vacation that we took. Exactly. We spent... Uh, the weekend, a four-day weekend, I might add, in the Smoky Mountains. My parents have a lake house, which happens to be the very first place that you were introduced to a certain Chwaga. Uh, Chwaga. A Chwaga. That's awesome. A Twilight Saga, now known officially as a Chwaga. It was. It, it was in um, in that place where I first started reading um, Twilight, and then the other three books, read them rather quickly while we were down there and uh, so yeah it's it's almost like it's kind of come full circle now (laughs) exactly so anyway a couple of things to note here first of all for those of you who are listening to this episode uh, again the the atmosphere of the recording environment here obvious uh, difference so we we apologize in in advance for the uh, ambient noises that shall uh, accompany it, this uh, recording. Also, we want to let you know that prior to listening any further, you will want to have had uh, epi- or chapters 11 through 13 read of New Moon. And uh, a couple of other notes of interest is that I have personally uh, finished New Moon now. Of course, everybody knows that's been following along that Stephanie's read these a million times. But I have finished New Moon, and three of us in the car have actually seen New Moon, and that would be myself, my wonderful wife Stephanie, and and our daughter Megan. And Megan uh, will probably talk with us a little bit about New Moon when we do our review of the movie. So would be actually at home in the studio. It, what that, she said. Exactly, yeah. could very well be. Um, so you don't have to. So anyway. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and get started right now. And Stephanie, where are we going to start off with with chapter 11? We're going to start at chapter 11 is cult. Um, you know what is funny is that I started taking these notes, I mean, so long ago now. And um, there are two little notes that I had already put in our show notes folder that I don't have here with me. So anyway... The first two notes of the chapter, I don't remember what they are because they're on our computer at home. But I'm going to start with, um, Bella says, there was a darkness in Jacob now, like my son had imploded. And I think what I, what I had put was maybe before this, um, she's driving to Jake. She says, okay, I've had it. I've had enough of this. I know what's, um, I know what's going on or he's part of Sam's gang and I'm going, I'm going over there now. You know, she knows what's going on. She's going over there now, and she passes Quill along the way. And um, so, I think those were the two notes that I that I had put that would I had just said that I wouldn't remember. I'm thinking I remembered them. Excellent. Uh, so there's the whole conversation with Quill about how you know um, he's kind of lost all of his friends to Sam's gang and. Um, He's afraid that he's going to be next, but not only afraid, I mean, he seems to be genuinely terrified of following Sam around like this little, I don't know, 
puppy dog. Like a puppy dog. So, so I guess back at, I mean, and this is very difficult for me. I mean, we obviously have not had any time to record our thoughts as we were going along. And I certainly did not want to delay the viewing of the movie any further than we, what we already did. Right. So That was really hard for me to it? wait the whole week to see the movie. I mean, because we waited an entire week from its release. And that was really hard for me because I was very anxious to see it. But I, um, I also felt absolutely that you should finish the book before you saw the movie. Right. And of course, if you guys want to find out what I what we thought of the movie, uh, you'll definitely you'll have to stay tuned to this podcast for that because we I start we are and here's the thing we have three differing opinions yeah and uh, and so it'll be a, it'll be a good review. But what I was going to say here is that it's very difficult for me to go back to chapters eleven through thirteen because that's so long ago and it and I will say this for those of you who are just reading along and you're following along as we're recording these and you see that this is for chapters 11 through 13 what well first of all what are the two chapters after this okay there is um 11 is cult 12 is intruder and 13 is killers okay so so I will tell you that this book so far, was fairly, fairly, fairly entertaining, uh, enjoyable, but it didn't become my favorite book until after this. After chapter, it was chapter twelve. Is that is that visitor? Oh no! Okay. Yeah, visitor is when it became my favorite. Okay, so we still have a while before you, before it took on your favorite book, but you were interested. And well invested in the story already. That's exactly it. Yeah. So basically, uh, right here, this this whole story of, of Jacob, you know, trans, you know, transforming into his his new uh, being, I guess, if you will. Uh, there, the story was enjoyable. Although now, having read the entire book, this is really kind of like. Uh, this is just filler information. Right. Because the rest of the book is so awesome. And for those of you who are just reading as you're following along and you know what episode or what chapters we're covering in each thing, uh, let me just tell you, it gets so great. But I can understand if you're reading through the first time, it, you're enjoying what you're reading. You won't, en- for me, I don't enjoy it as much. And I'm looking forward to getting beyond these chapters. So, see, so now that's not necessarily true because I, the first time I read New Moon, I didn't enjoy these parts. I really didn't. I, I was, um, I was, no, I was feeling that pain. I was feeling Bella's pain. And so everything in between, um, chapter three and the chapter I can't tell you because maybe you haven't read there yet was pain. I mean, it hurt. It, it physically hurt. Yeah. And see, for me, Bella's pain is so much of a minor storyline of this. I mean, the the love story is not why Bella's I... Bella's pain is a character of its own in New Moon. I, I don't want to say anything about the movie yet, but uh, <laughs> it was over-accentuated just a bit. Uh, what? I will, okay, when we well, talk yeah. about the movie, we'll talk about that. But no, it, you know, the whole love story between Bella and Edward, it's just not what I'm most interested in. And so, therefore, um, you know, it, it, there, there was, it was, I'm like, okay, I get it. You're upset. 
<laughs> Let's, can we move but on? So can we move more. on to my favorite people, the Collins? It was so much more than just upset, and I made you well aware before you went into this that the Collins are not as present in New Moon as they were in Twilight. I made that very clear to you. I know, but when they came on the scene, then all of a sudden, this book really took on some life. So let's talk about these chapters that okay. I really want to get through really fast. Okay, so uh, we start with Eleven, which is cult. Um, there's a darkness in Jacob now, like my son had imploded. I, I really like the way that she describes the, the darkness in him. You know, His face had changed, his eyes had changed, his features had changed. Because he was no longer the happy-go-lucky boy that she so depended on. Right. So, okay. Um, goes off into the goes off into the woods. Um, you know. Then then who should I blame? You know. Don't blame Sam. Sam's helping me. Then who should I blame? You should blame those filthy bloodsuckers. Those filthy reeking bloodsuckers you love so much. Um. I laugh every time I read that. I just do. I mean, I don't know. Anyway. I thought that he was going... When, when I heard this, I thought he was going to say, if, you want, if you're looking for somebody to blame, blame yourself. Okay. And in a way, of course, yeah, in a way, she is to blame. I, I, don't, I don't understand how you... Could you explain, please? Sure. I can explain that wonderfully because okay. I... And, and here's the deal. I, I don't know how much I can I can explain now mm-hmm. that I'm so far back into this. Okay. But let's just say that um, if it has anything to do with vampires coming into the area... Oh, okay. Just go ahead. No, they were here before then. Who were here before then? Okay, we're gonna keep going. So um, <laughs> you can't give too much away. This is this is why hard. we. I know this, this is why we needed to record these as we were reading because we really tried I'm, though. We really really tried, but being with a short week, we didn't um, we didn't have any free time in our schedule because we were working with a holiday week, and we actually finished New Moon in the car on the way to Tennessee on audiobook. So there really was no. Um, Although it probably would have been quieter to record while the kids were sleeping (laughs) than right now. Okay, so so here's the deal. Remind me at the end. Okay. You know to go back to go back and explain why was it Bella's fault. And I will explain why if I think if I'm thinking right what you're thinking then I'll explain why I think you're wrong. Okay, and folks, for those of you who are listening to all these back-to-back, back-to-back, and you realize that we have now covered the entire <laughs> book, and uh, we've covered the whole... We're done. We're done, and we've never come back and explained why Cliff thinks it's all Bella's fault. And if, if you're going to blame somebody, blame her. Then please call us on our listener voicemail hotline at 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. Stephanie, what do we have next? So we're we're still in the woods with Bella and Jacob. Um, Blame those... Blame those filthy, freaking yeah, bloodsuckers. I know we do, but he starts trembling. He is losing it, okay? Oh, yeah, so he, he's he afraid that something's going to happen. And Bella says, I was surprised to hear Edward again when I wasn't even scared. So now she's learned that it, maybe it's not... Maybe it's not the fear and the adrenaline that was... It's just the... the source of it's, her delusion. It is the 
It is the presence of danger. Yeah. But not necessarily her seeking it out. Or, or her, her even, even being feeling. aware that it's there. Or her even... Right. She was... It's Jacob. She's not scared of Jacob. And so, anyway. But she should be. Yeah. You're being ridiculous, I told them both. So now she's talking to her delusions. This is really nice. This is where... It, it, that always works out in your favor. When you're delusional and, uh, you, you know, you want to say something to this imaginary <laughs> voice in your head. It, it's always nice when there's another conversation happening simultaneously where you could actually speak to both at the same time without giving away the fact that you're hearing voices. Exactly, because that happens to me all the time. Yeah, just just the other day. Right. Yeah. Um, Bella says, are you breaking up with me? The words were all wrong, but it was the only way that I could find... Okay. To, to so, express what I Again, there's this continual discussion of their relationship and you know using this lang language as if they're boyfriend girlfriend kind of stuff mm -hmm. and you know that's one of the things that you and I have had a lot of conversations about the, about the fact that Bella is she allows the line to be crossed way too much she does she's not um, you know her words her words tell him that she can't do this but her actions are something completely different and she is, she is letting him cross that line. And um, I think that, I, I think that I got ahead of myself. So I'm, she maybe stop there. Okay, there we go. Okay. What do you got next on, the, so on your next, notes? We've got, um, I love that she's sitting outside of Jacob's house. And um, Billy opens the door and says, uh, Charlie called and I told him you were on your way. Okay? Which isn't funny until Charlie's waiting for her on the porch and says, Billy called, said you fought with Jacob and that you were on your way. So, Billy lied in one case. Did, you know... Oh, I didn't even pick up on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Billy called Charlie. I doubt that, you know, Charlie called Billy in that case. But he's caught in a lie. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm going to pause for just a second. Megan wants to open up her bag of chips in the back. So, we'll be right there. And we're back. Okay. So, and then this is one of my favorite parts. I have a lot of little favorite parts in New Moon. Okay. And then I have a couple big favorite parts. But um, one of my favorite little parts is when Charlie calls Billy. And Billy's trying to blame it on Bella. He's trying to blame this on Bella. Well, Bella's been leading Jacob on and he can't take it anymore. And Charlie says, don't you dare put this on Bella. I loved seeing him, seeing her rally for her, seeing Charlie fight for her. Yeah. I, I really love that. I do. Okay, so that's going to put us into um, chapter 12. But And then I really like when Bella's eavesdropping on um, on this conversation between Charlie and Billy. And she's like, so that's it. So Billy's going to blame it on me. Well, I thought, you know, because she did think that that was the case at first. She thought that she had led Jacob on too long and that he couldn't take it anymore. But um, anyway, I, I like that part. I do. But I really love when Charlie rallies for her. So then we go into chapter 12, Intruder. Moving along. Intruder. <laughs> An intruder is when Jacob comes by. Yeah. So am I allowed to curse if I'm quoting? Uh, no. Okay. So open the window, Bella. <laughs> All right. And um, 
I love that even though she opens the window and Jacob comes in, that she is furious. I mean, she has a fury at him that um, is she's just not ready to let go of. You know, she she is mad. She is hurt, and she is not ready to let go of that. So yeah, so she has no idea what's going on, but he hasn't called. He hasn't done anything. Well, she's avoiding, her, and Billy says she's out with his friends. Well, and he flat out told her, "We can't be friends anymore. Don't come back." Right. Okay. Okay. Yep. And um, Jacob asked her, "Haven't you ever had a secret you couldn't tell anyone?" Knowing full well that she does. Knowing full well now that she does. Um, the part that kills me is that you already know. I already told you everything. And this was the very difficult part. It's like, how naive is she? Well, you know, and it's not really that. I don't really think that it is how naive is she. I think that she has been... She has been consumed by her pain. And I know you don't like me talking about that. It doesn't matter. You talk about whatever you want. Now, I I unplugged it. <laughs> now what's it want? So, um... Oh my goodness gracious! We are gonna pause again. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Alright, so we're back. Consumed pain, blah, 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 blah. Go ahead. Right, well, I mean, I don't think that it's... I don't think that, um... You can blame her... I don't think you can blame her not knowing on her being naive. She was just consumed and she only heard the part of the story from Jacob that she was interested in. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Totally self-consumed and selfish. She admits that she's selfish. Maybe not right here in this part of the story, but... (laughs) um, So... He's trying... He's going to make her remember. Um, I guess I understand why you only remember the one story. He exactly. He says that to her. Um, Bella is very, very um, still against Sam and anything that has to do with Sam. Says, you don't have to tell them anything. And Jacob replies, I will just the same. Right. And, of course, we know why. Exactly. We know why now, but you don't know why yet unless you finished <laughs> the book. Um, or a few more chapters. But um, I will just the same. Uh, Jake thinks she may not want to see him again afterwards. You know, if you, if you don't want to see me, just just call me and let me know. Just call me and let me know. And, and I think it's safe to say, and, you know, uh, the obvious reason why is because he's afraid that once he find, once she finds out that he's a werewolf, which, you know, that's not giving anything away because I knew this back in Twilight. I mean, right. when he told the story at La Push, I knew that. <laughs> exactly. And especially if you've seen the movie Twilight, you even saw, you know, when he was telling the story of how... You know, the interaction between him and and the Collins and the treaty and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, you know what cracks me up here is that <laughs> two notes down I have um, page 294 and a quote that I wanted to read from the book, but I don't have the book right here with me. It's in the trunk. All right, page 294 so anyway, and there's a quote, so there you go. Um, something that, I, anyway, um, call me. So she has a dream. Um, a dream she's had many of times. And I even like she says, okay, I know what's going to happen. I, I, But I'm getting ahead of myself, okay? And right now, Edward's going to step out of the out of the trees over there. and But Jake, what did she... Oh, I don't remember. Anyway, he made a noise and she looked back and it was this great russet wolf. And um, she wakes up knowing. 
and this was the great russet wolf I'd stood half a foot from in the meadow a week ago. With Laurent. Yes. So, that that's... I can say that, okay? I was going to say, you said, how can she be so naive? How can she not know? But, okay, there was uh, the obvious distraction of the pain, but now she's scared stiff. You know? She is completely frightened that Laurent and now Victoria are out there looking for her, you know, trying to get her. And so, of course, she'd be distracted, you know, and one-tracked mind. Anyway, so there's something that I wanted to read off of um, 294, but like I said, books in the trunk. So, um, she gets up, she's going to go straight to La Push to see Jacob. And then she gets in this conversation with, with Charlie about the wolves killing people. Okay, because this time they found another person and there was blood this time and the big paw prints. So, Charlie is certain that the wolves are the ones killing the people. And he and half the town are in the woods with guns hunting wolves. And of course, now she feels like she needs to go and warn them. She has to go warn Jake, right. Um, Chapter 13, Killers. Now this is the chapter that really, I'm like, come on, Bella. I expect better of you from that by now, you know? Okay. Um, it was bad enough that my best friend was a werewolf. Did he have to be a monster too? Now, if you remember back to Twilight, Edward told her, flat out, I'm the bad guy, you know? I'm the villain. And she was so certain that he was not. Right. But yet she assumes the exact opposite of Jacob, whom she knows intimately already. She knew nothing of Edward before she made that assumption that he was good. And she knows Jacob, and she's so quick to make the assumption that he's bad. Well, in... Okay, in Bella's defense, up to this point, you don't have rumors of big, ginormous animals murdering people on the trails. Okay, but... Okay, this is where I'm like, seriously, Bella? I mean... She's connecting dots on on the... And she's doing dot-to-dot puzzles. She's connecting the wrong dots, because a week ago, she knew Laurent was in town. She knew it. Yes. So why does she assume that it's the wolves if she knows that Laurent and Victoria are near? Well, he's, you know, Charlie's saying that he's now convinced that it's the wolves that are doing this. And if Jacob's one of those, then he must be killing people. Okay, I'll I'll give that to you. But this is where I start to question, like, her loyalties. Well, you know, regardless, I have have no feelings one way or the other on there. I just question this girl and her common sense. I've questioned her sanity from the beginning. I mean... Okay, but here's the deal. I mean, you've got... It's like, you know, how do I feel about, you know, having my best friend be a murderer? I guess I'm okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and she says, once you care about a person, it's impossible to be logical about them anymore. And I, that is true. I, I, That is true to an extent. Uh, to an extent, but she has no extent. <laughs> she, has, she doesn't. She really doesn't. She has no lines that you can't cross as a friend. And so she goes, she goes to the push. I love when she just burst in and Billy lies to her face again and tells her Jacob's not there. And she says, do you know what Charlie is doing right now? 
do you know he's out in the in, in the forest with with guns and half the town hunting wolves i need to see jacob you know i think he might still be back in his bedroom <laughs> i think he might still be sleeping yep good job billy anyway so she waits for jacob on the um on the beach and when he shows up and sees her face automatically he you should have just called you should have just called yeah well, he he, he kind of recognizes like see i knew you wouldn't want to be my friend after this right why why did you even bother coming to tell me face to face i love when he calls her a hypocrite that was a good one. It's a good one. Um, so sorry I can't be the right kind of monster for you. You know, I, I really like that. Um, <laughs> I really didn't care if he turned into a big wolf. He was still Jacob. I mean, she's still... He's still Jacob to her. It doesn't matter what he is. But um, And of course, we find out here that Jacob is... Up, Jacob's under the impression that she is irate with him and upset and angry and doesn't want to have anything to do with him and which is partly something that she's deliberating whether or not that's the case or not however it her 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 um reluctance isn't the fact that he's a werewolf but that he's a murderer that he kills people and of course when he finds out he's like duh Duh. come on we're the protectors don't you remember what i told you yeah he's he's i'm not a killer bella and i love the i'm sorry's you know they're when they they i think they're hugging at the moment and um says I'm sorry. I can't. All right. We'll pause. (laughs) We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. And we are back. Yeah. So, um, but when when they're embracing him, he says, "Um, I'm sorry I called you a hypocrite. She says, I'm sorry I called you a killer. You know, I I like that. It's funny. It makes me laugh. (laughs) And I think that it's true to who they are as friends. You know, that that just easygoing way of being with each other. Um, I thought you of all people would realize what was really going on. And it took her a while, but I think she got around to it. And so this is where she learned that the wolves killed Laurent and that they're after his redheaded mate. And she says, no, the redhead is not his mate. Well, we could catch her if we could only find out what she's looking for. What's she after? And then, of course, we find out... This is where we find out that she tells them them all that she's after me. And then she spills the beans on all kinds of stuff. She, she does. So, Victoria was here looking for me and killing strangers. And then the terror that she describes, knowing that Victoria is that close... Um, Jacob held me in one piece. I, I like this part because she says she she went to um, to hold herself together, but Jacob was already doing that for her. Um, many times already she's described holding herself together from the hole in her chest. Um, I'm sort of used to weird by this point. This is when he goes into the woods to phase to tell Sam, to communicate with Sam that... Um, that they need to meet okay she says i'm sort of you used to weird by this point um is that what you've meant is that what you meant last night because the wolves can you know when in wolf form can hear each other's minds and he describes all this and he's like you're quick but she's not really that quick all the time <laughs> not all the time not all the time so anyway um only anything- when stephanie myers 
it uh, thinks that that's convenient exactly. for the storyline. And um, so she's is anything just a myth anymore? She's realizing there's more, maybe more to all these childhood yeah. stories of monsters are real. All of these, yeah, and so I like that. But and then you have he he starts talking about getting insider information, and the way he talks about it makes her feel like a traitor. Like she's betraying someone, oh, even yeah. though even though the Cullens left her in in her mind, the Cullens left her. You know, they they didn't want any part of her anymore, but she still feels like a traitor. Yeah, I, I still must say that you know you bringing that up again, it the whole them leaving thing just doesn't sit well with me at all. And now that I've even finished New Moon, it doesn't sit with well with me at all. Well, I. We, obviously, we have to finish. Um, I know the rest of the chapters, but I'd love for you to explain that more and to elaborate on that when we get to that point. Okay, why it's her fault and why the fact that they ever left doesn't sit well with me. Right. Okay, and that's all I have for the for for chapter thirteen. So that's eleven, twelve, and thirteen, folks. Yeah. And uh, we we again just want to thank you for putting up with our ambient noises uh, of the road and. Uh, and our technical difficulties. Uh, we'll be back with more, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Is this an Bye.